Hello and welcome to another edition of the NCBI podcast. I'm June Tinsley, Head of Communications and Advocacy with NCBI. And today I have the pleasure of being joined by Tony Murray, who is um, a long-standing uh, supporter of NCBI. And uh, thanks very much for having a chat with us today, Tony. It's my pleasure, June. Thanks for having me. Great, great. So I suppose just to, uh, for the benefit of the listeners, would you mind telling us a little bit about yourself? Yeah, certainly. So uh, I'm... I'm a totally blind person. I've been blind since I was uh, two years old. Um, I have a condition called retinoblastoma. I've only recently been able to remember how to say that, but uh, I had it written down there for a long time. But uh, yeah, that's what it is, retinoblastoma. It's effectively like um, a cancer in which our tumour is on the on the uh, optic nerves, I guess. There's the, the very, very high level description of what it is. Um, so yeah, I've been blind pretty much all my life. I'm 41 now. Um, I really enjoy music. I play guitar. Um, I'm actually just in the process of recording um, with a, with a friend of mine over in Lucan. So we're we're doing a little bit of a bit of rock music, bit of progressive rock music. So that's going to be coming out in January. I'm looking forward to that. Um, I also work in in IT. I worked in IT for the past twenty years. Uh, I live in Dublin, Dublin Nine, not too far from the uh, the council actually in Drumcondrum. I'm just up in Beaumont. and yeah, that's that's pretty much me. I'm. Um, you know, an, an, an aging rocker, an aging IT IT working <laughs> rocker. That's pretty much what I am, you know. So, so you're not a cliche then in, in any shape or form. Exactly. <laughs> I'm all those things. Oh, yeah. And I'm losing my hair too, which which you have to be as an aging rocker. So that's, that's Naturally. Good. <laughs> <laughs> so you tick that box as well. well yeah. done. <laughs> um, I suppose, if, as you say, you've um, been blind since you were a, a young child. Um, have you availed of many services of NCBI over the years? Certainly, as as a child, um, my parents were were heavily engaged with the NCBI, um, with with the uh, with the um, I think they were called social workers at the time. I know they have a new title now, but um, at the time we we got great support um, from the from the council. We um, particularly around just things like you know um, accessible games. So that like like I've I've three brothers, all of them are fully sighted. So just accessible games, accessible cards, braille cards, stuff like this. You know braille watches, um, talking clocks getting access to all and getting information about and access to all these different things, you know, which really facilitated me as a child to have kind of, you know, in, in quotes, I'm, I'm doing quote signs, uh, you know, a normal childhood integrated with my fully sighted, um, my, my fully sighted brothers and our fully sighted friends, etc. So I was able to, you know, participate in all the games and all the all the various bits and pieces that, uh, that that growing children tend to do. Um, I think we, we my, my parents at the time got great sort of um, advice and, and support from the NCBI in terms of just integration and you know to basically put me out there and, and treat me as 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 normally or as in the standard fashion as they possibly could in terms of my upbringing and um, that really stood to me you know I think and I'm, I'm, I still I still benefit from from that upbringing that I had around kind of just just you know getting getting stuck in and and, and doing what everybody does. Um, and then you know there's obviously the um, the access to education and, and information about what what supports in terms of schooling were available around Braille and you know getting getting my first Perkins Braille machine. I don't know if it's still, the Perkins Braille machines still exist, but I still have mine. But um, this these yeah. kinds of things all from the NCBI, so it was, they were a great support to, to both myself and, and my parents as a child. And as you rightly say, fair play to your, your parents because I can imagine um, there can be a bit of a tendency to. Um, essentially wrap the child up in cotton wool a bit but it sounds as if your parents were um, treating you just like your siblings and trying to make sure that 
you were able to fully participate in, in all aspects of, of childhood, um, regardless of the fact that you were unable to see. There certainly was that. And, you know, I was actually only speaking to my mum about this last week. Um, there was a bit of a divide, you know, amongst my parents, you know, back in the 80s when this when this all went down. When my dad, you know, my dad passed away a couple of years ago in 2013, but my dad was always of the kind of mindset, you know, he needs to be minded and, you know, taken care of and blah, blah, blah. Whereas my mom was the complete opposite. She was just like, throw me on the street with the other kids and let him play football <laughs> and fall over and, you know, cut his knees and do all that stuff, you know, as well. So I think between my dad's conservatism and my mom's total uh, abandon, I guess, they, they found they found a, a, a happy medium. <laughs> and here Good. I am, I and you obviously well. thrived on it. <laughs> well, I guess to a degree. <laughs> <laughs> good, good, good. Um, and obviously you're uh, still connected with NCBI through your uh, membership of our uh, group board. Uh, so tell us what motivated you to, to join our, our group board. Yeah, well, I've always been kind of, I have I was always involved uh, um, through my whole adult life with the uh, VIX, the Visually Impaired Computer Society. And, and as such, I always kind of had fairly close bonds with the NCBI. So we still like, you know, run events, et cetera, with the NCBI. You know, we'd be meeting with representatives, you know, you know, using your premises for various things and, and, and you know, using your supports, et cetera. Um, and it just kind of came as a natural progression from that. <clears throat> I, I, I became very familiar with Chris, you know, the, the CEO of the NCBI through various meetings. I got a real insight from talking to him and others around what, what the NCBI were trying to do, you know, back in sort of 2015, 2016. And um, the opportunity came up to to become um, a member of the board, um, and Chris approached me to do so. And I think I think it was it was it was just sort of to be. It was a natural progression for me to move on, and kind of give a little bit back in terms of the the areas I'm interested in and focused on, both uh, at an NCBI level now, and uh, through my work. You know, so I'm I'm really interested in. Uh, facilitating people in terms of their education and access to employment, people who are blind and visually impaired, um, because you know it's 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 an experience I've lived, and it's an experience a lot of my peers have lived and are living at the moment. Um, so kind of going in under that banner, and obviously with my my technical background, um, and obviously the NCBI are doing some really really good stuff in the technology space at the moment with the AI labs and all that that's going on. It's it's really really impressive. So. I think from from both the perspective of my, my my technical background and my my interest in education employment and then you know my, my career has kind of given me the opportunity to, to to learn about strategy and you know and you know these these kind of supporting strategies and parallel strategies etc that kind of gave me a little bit of a um a, a good sort of i guess a good a good bit of a cv to be to be a reasonable um board member of the ncbi so that's kind of where it all it all landed so it really fell into place and it's, and it's worked out quite well and I, I really enjoy being a part of the organ of the of the um the organization and and in, in an area where we can really really influence how the organization moves with the kind of direct impact being on, on, on benefiting the, the service users you know because I, I am a service user myself so it's uh it, it comes full circle in a lot of ways too yeah it sounds like it's a total win-win situation because obviously ncbi can avail of your skills and expertise and experience mm. um and then it, it can work for you to make, make sure that the areas of passion that you're interested in can be progressed even more within ncbi so said it's a, it's a win-win situation and in terms of your experience of um employment as you say you've been in the uh, IT sector for uh, a number of years now 
Um, what was your role in, in the AIB and did you enjoy it? Yeah, so I, I had my first job was in a, a very small, um, at the time the dot-com thing was on, you know, it was in, um, in 2001, mid the summer 2001. And my first job was in this little dot-com outfit. And I really went in there for a couple of months and to, to say I had no idea what I was doing was is a massive understatement. I, I really, <laughs> <laughs> I was given a desk and a computer and I was told to do a bunch of stuff. And I was a software, I was, I was called a software consultant at the age of twenty one, never had never had having had a job before. And uh, but this, this was this Fancy was a, this, was, this was a product of the dot com era. Everyone was a consultant of some degree, you know. Yeah. But um, so I went in there and I was, I was there for a couple of months. And um, funny enough, the NCBI, uh, Dennis Daly, actually approached me and said there were some opportunities in, in AIB coming up for kind of, but they were they were temporary contracts, but, you know, I was on a temporary contract in this other job too, um, to, you know, to take up employment in, in AIB and to, you know, go 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 and have, have a think about it and, and, and see what I thought. In one way, I was thinking, you know, I want to be kind of at the cutting edge of technology and I want to work for the dot-com outfits and I want to be involved in these little, you know, these little pokey offices in these little buildings, you know, where I'm working 12 hours a day because I was young and I was enthusiastic, etc. But another way I was thinking, and definitely haven't spoken to my parents, they're saying, you know, AIB, oh, job for life soon, you know, this kind of thing. <laughs> exactly. So I, I, I waited up and I went forward for the interview and I got the interview and sure, it was a six-month contract, but sure, I was only in the door maybe a few weeks um, and they offered me a permanent job. Um, which which was great, which was a re- which was a real boost at the time to 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 myself, but you know more my parents because you know you know their their twenty one year old lad had, had had got a job in the big bank and he was going to be grand, you know, so that was a box ticked for them. But exactly. um, yeah, so in and that was great, and I really got a sense of achievement from that, and, and I was I was delighted for my parents more than anything. But uh, I got a job there um, working in the IT um, department. Uh, working as a software engineer, um, very wet behind the ears, hadn't a clue really what I was up to. Um, but I, I kind of learned very quickly what I was working on. I was working on um, the, the, um, one of the old, old uh, implementations of internet banking. When internet banking was this really mystical, cool thing that no one really knew anything about. But um, we, I was involved in the, the development of that. And I kind of got stuck in that area for a long time as a software engineer. Um, learned, my, learned my skills, you know, did my cut my teeth, all that sort of stuff, you know, and 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 and, and uh, became a, a reasonable reasonable software engineer, I'd say, and then um, naturally progressed onto kind of man, a team management, looking after a team, and we got I got involved in the the business intelligence area, where it's all data analytics and stuff like this, and that sort of really forged my career to a degree. The moving into analytics and, and business intelligence, it's um. It, I, I still benefit from stuff I learned in AIB back back in 2005, 2006 when I moved into the area, even now in, in the job I'm doing now. But, um, you know, I stayed in AIB gaining all these all these different skills and unknowingly because I, I was just kind of doing my job. So I was, I, I was getting project management ability. I was getting, you know, bettering my software engineering skills. I was, I was getting management, people management skills. I was learning about data. I was learning about the power of data um, and all these different things. Like even... Back in the day, it was we used to call it like <clears throat> like things like predictive analytics, where they call it machine learning and AI, you know, and all this stuff. But in those days, it was all just you know, have a look at a big data set and see what you can see if you can yeah, write a bit of software. The jargon wasn't there. It wasn't, <laughs> yeah, and it was far less cool, you know, to be honest with you. But I was I was kind of in it to start. That's so that was a lot of fun, you know. Really worked. Maybe it was it was a lot of fun. But, and did um, you need much adaptations 
in terms of just being able to to do your job? To be fair, I've been I've been I've kind of had a charmed existence in my employment all the way down through the years. I've always been given the technology I need, so like really to to right. to um to operate to to the full um extent of my capabilities, all I really need is a laptop with JAWS. Um, yeah. Now. I'm kind of spoiled at the moment. I'm working from my home office here. I mean, probably touching this later, but I'm, I'm surrounded by kind of fancy adaptation uh, tech here at the moment. Thanks again, thanks to my employer. But uh, at the time, it was very easy for my for for AIB. Just to, you know, they 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 got me Jaws, gave me a, a PC at the time. They installed it, did all that, and really, it was it was fairly seamless, you know, and those. Is the, the the it was a nice building at the time out in Ballsbridge. I think it's I think it's Facebook now actually, but at the time it was it was a nice place to be. Now the commute was a little bit a little bit long. I was, I, was, I grew up in Dublin Nine. I had to go to Dublin Four every day, but you know I got very used to that very very quickly. Um, so yeah, the 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 adaptation to working has been as I said, it's been charmed. I've been charmed, you know, so it's been grand. And long may that last, because in fairness, it should be as seamless as you describe. Often Absolutely. not the case, though. But I'm glad mm-hmm. it is for you. True. And you're now obviously with the the central bank, and as you know, central bank are one of the um, core workplace partners with NCBI. Um, and to be fair to the bank, they're they're quite a proactive, inclusive employer. Um, yeah. Certainly trying to um, not only hire individuals who are blind or vision impaired, but just being very proactive in the whole disability awareness training or um, stuff within the the physical office environment as well, and yeah. um, being very disability friendly. Um, and are you enjoying working there with them? I really am. Um, I've been here in the central bank. Oh, I'm saying here in the central bank. I'm actually sitting in my box room, but, <laughs> but, uh, but I've been in the central bank for over six years now. So um, my 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 career in AIB just kind of kind of kind of came to a natural conclusion. I was kind of, I think I'd kind of gone as far as I I I, I wanted to in AIB, and I really wanted to change. Um, so I kind of I kind of jumped out of AIB in my maybe twenty. The, I'm going to say 2014, uh, maybe early 2014. Um, I haven't worked there for you know like thir- 13 years, and then I, I moved into um, I moved into uh, um, just just bounced around the, the 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 private sector for about a year. Didn't really know what I was at again at the age of 35, 34, 35, um, and then landed the the central bank gig where I've been ever since. Um, and it's it's really really working well there. As as you say, they're an extremely inclusive employer. Um, I've got a, I've got a, a really really good uh, team around me. They're 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 very very proactive in terms of their D and I agenda. Um, it's all about seamless inclusion. The the building which we work in in North Walkie has won several awards for its uh, accessibility and its its um its its effect its uh its usability, which is which is really impressive. It's it's a really really comfortable place to be. So uh, yeah, again, I, I I kind of feel like I'm 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 throwing a very very positive spin on my life. But I, as I said, I, I have I've had I've had I've had a good time, you know, in my employment for the past twenty years. Which is years. brilliant. Which is brilliant. Yeah, um, yeah. And you'd hope that that would be very standardised across different sectors and employers, but unfortunately, that's not the case. Um, mm. But uh, certainly, by having um, a leading employer by like the central bank, kind of championing things, as you say, like you and I, which is diversity and inclusion. Um, it really helps push that agenda. I think that's that's for sure. And and since I started working in the uh, in the uh, central bank, I have been involved in this diversity and inclusion stuff as well in there. And it's it's really really impressive. They're they're so they they really want to do the right thing. Um, and as you can imagine, it's a, it's a huge corporate uh, public organization. 
uh, and and to get things anything done in there can be quite can be quite challenging. You know, it's like trying to turn an oil tanker really in a lot of ways. But at this stage, um, the central bank they've 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 got their they've got their policies in place around you know facilitating the hiring of people with with disabilities and 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 and, and giving them meaningful employment. They've got their infrastructure in place, as I mentioned. The building is exceptional, and they're building a new building at the moment, which is also exceptional in terms of its if its um, accessibility. So now the next step is to kind of reach out to the talent pool that's out there, you know, of, of people with disabilities and get them in because it's we've we've come to a situation in 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 wider industry, but certainly in the central bank, where we need people to fulfil the roles that we have, and the central bank are very very aware that there are significant abilities amongst people with disabilities um who are just ripe for the picking effectively and this is where this is where the partnership with the ncbi is gonna is gonna progress next year because we need effectively a channel to go out to blind and visually impaired people to effectively you know, improve the way the central bank works and to, to fulfill our role and our mandate as a, as a, as a public sector um, organization. We need people, we need, we need skills, we need knowledge. And we're, we're very aware that there is that amongst people who are blind and visually impaired. We just need the bridge and that's what we're going to use the NCBI for. So I'm going to use myself as a, as a director in the NCBI to do that. So, that's right. That's right. Yeah. yeah. And t- tell me, obviously, during COVID, you've been working from home do you think that model lends itself to the better recruitment of people with disabilities into diverse roles? Um, I, I believe so. Um, I think um, the central bank have been very, very good in terms of facilitating people with all various needs. Um, and it's it's not only it's not only it's not only dis- disability related, related needs. I mean, I think like I manage a team of um, uh, <clears throat> some really 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 excellent people. Um, and again, you know, you know, they've all got children. They've they 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 might live in different locations. You know, so everyone's got individual needs, and the central bank are very very aware of that, and they they really really help um, to to kind of make your working experience um, as seamless as possible in terms of your remote working and and, the, and your ability to do your job. Because let's be let's be honest, it's within, it's within their interest to do that. Exactly. But they also they also take the personal approach too. They ensure that you know if you have children, you know, and you need to pick them from school, that's perfectly fine. Go and do that. You know, it's it's grand. Um, from my own perspective, if I needed a little bit of extra technology, or not if I needed, if we kind of fancied a bit of extra technology, <laughs> it's, uh, that can be facilitated too. It's all about just, just making people comfortable and making them, you know, as productive um, and comfortable in, in their in their work and, and in their and just 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 building work around people's lives as well. You know, so letting people live and do what they have to do. Um, as I said, I, I I manage a team of of really really exceptional technology people um and it's it's uh it's it's a real it's a real good place for me to be to be able to use what the central the, the tools that the central bank uh, affords me as a as a people manager to let my my team uh, you know perform to the highest degree and be happy doing so you know and it, it's it that's that's not always possible and um it's 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 been it's been a it's been a good thing to be able to do throughout this this kind of got nearly nearly two years of lockdown, so it's it's working well, I think. But from the perspective of, of people with disabilities and particularly blind and visually impaired uh, people, it's you know if you have a decent laptop, a decent connection to your to the internet, you know you've got your you got your 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 Jaws software or your NVDA or whatever set of headphones, you know you're you're pretty much ready to rock. You know you can you can I I, I know an awful lot of jobs. 
um, because the central bank actually consists of so many different areas of expertise from accountancy, you know, economics, IT, everything, you know, HR, security, yeah. blah, blah. Everyone's able, everyone's able to perform the role, you know, and I think, and everyone can perform the role from the comfort of their own desk at home with a laptop. And if you can do that, and, and you just happen to be blind, you can do that too if you've got jaws on your laptop, you know. So it, it really, really opens up a lot of possibilities. And plus, you know, commuting as a blind and visually impaired person, it can be challenging, you know. It can be, it can, so. and, and I've only realized in the past year and a half, two years since I've been working from home full time, I'm far less stressed. And it, it's because of the commute. I'm not like, I live five kilometers from my, 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 my workplace. Um, and even the five kilometer commute, which takes like nearly an hour, but, um, it's yeah. not not having to do it every morning. I go for I go for I, in, that hour I took to commute every morning. I go for a walk every morning for an hour now, so I'm healthier. My my I'm less stressed and I'm feeling way better about life. You know, so it's, yeah. I mean, uh, as you rightly say, there's been some um, unintended bonuses to COVID. Um, it's been certainly a, a long journey for many many people. For um, sure. but uh, it is um, the benefit has been people have demonstrated their productivity by working from home. So it shouldn't be seen as a a luxury or a bonus anymore it should be seen as um a, a real um route to access the, the labor market um, and to be able to, to work from home productively that's for sure and particularly um in the game i'm in like in the it game like my my, my role in the central bank is um I'm, I'm what they call a senior solution architect. It's, it's, I, don't know. I don't really know what that title still means i've been here for six and a half years but <laughs> <laughs> it's um so yeah, we 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 effectively design software um, and applications for both the central bank and for you know to 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 basically facilitate communication with the central bank and and the European Central Bank and various various other European bodies around the, around the place. Um, so, as architects of 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 technology, there's there's really we can we can execute our roles to the same degree as we can. If we were all sitting together in in, in a building in in North Hockey, there's, there's there's no difference. The only well, there is there is the only difference is is, is the lack of um, socialising and, and and meeting people face to face. And there is a dynamic that's lost over WebEx and Teams or whatever. But um, in terms of ex- executing your role and and facilitating the, facilitating the bank to 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 execute their mandate, um, I, I think we we're doing pretty good. You know, we're doing pretty good. Yeah, it's true. It's true. And I suppose the the last question, Tony, I'll ask is the, the same question I ask um, all my uh, interviewees, which is, what one piece of advice would you give to another person recently diagnosed with a sight loss condition? Um, do you know, I was just actually this morning involved in a in a in a DNI event, which was hosted by the central bank, which um, which we had a we had a presentation from an organization called Blue Diamond. If you're ever on Google, have a look at them. They're exceptional. Um, but they they represent uh, people with disabilities in in the kind of in the uh, area of theater. Um, but one thing I, I I always sort of say, and I said to, the, to those people this morning as well, is if you are disabled or acquire a disability in some way. It's important to always remember that your abilities will probably and should trump your disability every time. So, you know, you may you may have lost your sight, or you may have lost a, 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 something of your sight. You know, you may you may be, you may find yourself partially sighted, but it's important to try and not focus on that 
disability is to try and focus on your abilities because ultimately, you know, losing your sight or, or being, you know, visually impaired or blind or whatever, it's a bit of a drag, you know, of course it is. But yeah. you've got so many other things going on and so many other opportunities available to you that you can, it's, 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 it's uh, your, your natural abilities. If you, if you cultivate those and allow those to be at the forefront of the way you think and not let your disability be at the forefront of the way you think, you've, you've got all the tool set at, at your disposal to, 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 uh, to succeed and, and live a meaningful and fulfilling life you know, in, in this, in this kind of more and more inclusive society that we, that we are, we are lucky to be a part of right now, you know, so it, society is getting better. It is becoming more inclusive. It is becoming more um, disability aware. Um, and I, I think it's, it's, it's a great thing that the NCBI are, are progressing and furthering that agenda and, and actively doing that every day is part of what they do um, to the benefit of its service users. So it's up to the service users to basically let their abilities shine through and, and jump on the jump on that train, you know, and be, and be part of life, you know, and be part of this inclusive society that we live in because it's ever evolving. And the only way you can evolve further and more progressively is to have people with disabilities at the forefront, you know, showing what they can do and showing how they can progress and showing how they can succeed and, and be that through work, be that through education, be that through, you know, sports, be that through anything. It's all about it's it's all about trumping your disability by your 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 shining abilities, and we all have them, you know. Very true. I mean, at the, at the end of the day, as you already say, um, while the disability might be part of you, it doesn't define you. Exactly. Um, and that the more exposure of people with disabilities doing everyday things, it increases the um, public understanding and public empathy, and um, just public. It's in the public consciousness, um, so much more as it rightly should be. So, um, yeah, I, I 100% agree with, with those wise words. Um, but for now, Tony, I'd just like to say thanks very much for um, having a chat with me today. If anybody would like to get in touch with um, NCBI services, uh, feel free to contact our info line, 1800-911-250, or alternatively, jump onto our website, ncbi.ie. Until next time, thanks very much. Mm-hmm.